With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Dirk Nowitzki here. Congratulations on all of it. Uh, the championship, the MVP trophy that you have there in your lap. What is it like? It's, it's, it's really unbelievable. I mean, you, you can't even put it to words. I mean, you, you put so many hours in, so much work, and came so close in those six. Biggest disappointment of my life and my career, and it took so long to, to finally come back to the stage and and really against a team that uh, that's unbelievable. And, and for us to, as a team to, to fight through it and we fall down uh, in the series and, and fight back and battle back in games, and uh, it's just an unbelievable team effort, uh, unbelievable. Was there a point in the series where you felt like you could really beat them? You, you came back 15 down in this arena in game two and one. Well, I think really uh, all games that uh, we we won were, were big. I mean, obviously game two was huge. You don't want to never go home uh, 0-2, and, and there's no way I think we would have beaten them three straight home games. So that was that was big. Uh, game four was, was big down the stretch to tie the series, and, and then all the other ones. So it's uh, we kept we just kept kept battling. Back back and that's what a veteran team is all about. Uh, we stuck together in, in tough times and and even today I mean I couldn't make a shot to save my life. I was uh, just having an awful night just having a bad go but the, the team was, was unbelievable. Jet Terry uh, amazing. Kid is a warrior. JJ played phenomenal again today uh, and the guys just picked me up and I, I just think that's what we've been doing all season long. If, if somebody's down another guy steps in, pats him up and, and, and goes in there and does a job um, Mahinmi was phenomenal today when, when Haywood was, was hurt. Um, so it was uh, just an unbelievable team effort. I'm so proud of them. The list goes on and on, and then you got going there uh, down the stretch again as you have the whole series. How long was that fourth quarter for you? Yeah, I mean, we looked up, uh, and we were up like 10, and it was 8, and I looked up, and it was like still six and a half minutes to go, and I was like, oh, man, is this, the clock just doesn't seem to go from from uh, down. So that was, uh, it, was, it was tough to watch, but then minute for minute, we met, we kept making plays. Uh, Jet hit some big jumpers, big pull-ups, and uh, it, was just, uh, it, was, it was a great game for us. But I think the defense really uh, really won us the game again. Had some big stops down the stretch. Uh, that really helped us. Eric Polster said you really took them out of your rhythm when you bring that zone in and then, and then take it away. That really disrupted them. What did you also do so effectively on LeBron James in this series? Well, I think we tried to keep those guys uh, out of the lane, and we know it's, it's, it's tough. Those guys are so explosive off the dribble, uh, and, and I thought we, we did a decent job containing the penetration, even though today they got to the foul line uh, a bunch of times, but I thought over, over the series we, we did a good job uh, not letting them get to the basket as much and, and keeping them on the perimeter and making them shoot tough shots. And I got a clear. Hey, this is Vody B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. show. R.S. Sports Show. Talking Sports. 
Jays playing excellent in the playoffs and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game and he really presented it tonight. 24 points tonight and when they come back to Dallas he's even better at home. Much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one I think to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs that they really think they're going to win this game but they showed me something tonight. I mean I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports from a fan's perspective. Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio. DeepEndMedia.net and RFSportsRadio.com Welcome everyone to our show tonight, RF Sports Radio. What more can we say? But the Mavs have done it. They are the 2011 NBA champions. I mean, it doesn't even sound right for Dallas Mavericks fans that the Mavs have finally done it. They're not the one-and-done boys, but they're the get-it-done boys, and they did it last night, beating the Miami Heat. A great game. we got so much stuff to talk about. Everything from the game last night, the Mavs won by 10 points, 105 to 95. We'll get into the stat sheet. We'll talk about both benches and how the Mavs bench stepped up big for the Mavs, including Jet Terry. We'll talk about Dirk. You heard his comments at the start of the program, him winning the MVP and how emotional he was in that particular win. And also my co-host, Royce, has got a special section on why the Mavericks won and why the Heat lost in this series. We'll get into Mark Cuban and some of the stuff he had to say about fans punking fans. And we also got to talk about the Miami Heat the losers of the finals, so much hype around this team. They came out starting this season with the big thing about winning multiple championships, the big WWE-style press conference, introducing the new players, LeBron making a decision to take his talents down to South Beach. So much hype around this team, but they can't pull it off when it's time to get it done. And I hope congratulations go out to the Mavs for their entire season. We got so much stuff to talk about. Join us if you listen to us live, 323-927-2906, and get on board the Mavs train. There's plenty of room out there for everyone to get on. Let me bring my co-host on real quick, Royce and Royce. First of all, man, What's welcome going to on, the Ronnie? program. Welcome to the program, first of all, and how about the Mavericks? Man, in the words of Jimmy Johnson, I'm just going to say, how about the Mavs? Man, what a fantastic series right now. I'm excited because I'm a Mavs fan. The whole city's fired up. I mean, party last night like it was 1999. And, man, congratulations, Mavs. Man, it's been a long wait. Don't you agree? Oh, it's been a long wait. It's been a long wait. And just just in the time that even Dirk Nowitzki was here, so much has happened with this team from 2006 and, and losing to the Heat in four straight games to – one and done the, the the year after that, and, and all the stuff that's happened in the playoffs, but they got it done this time. Yeah, they did. And in fantastic fashion, man, and with a lot of class, and there's no doubters to be left out there that this was the greatest team of 2011. It shouldn't be any right. doubters, man. They did it with class, dignity, man, and as a team. That was what's so fantastic about it. You know what I mean? They said one star on this team. I, I, I have to dispute that. It's more than one star to think. It's a team of stars. And then also, too, we want our callers to call in and send out your shout-outs, send out your, your, your well wishes to the Mavericks 
or to your favorite player on the Mavs. Congratulate who you thought who you thought in this series played the biggest. Who you thought in Game Six helped them pull out the win? But congratulate the player that you really want to thank for this great season by the Mavericks. So give us a call three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. Get on, talk about the Mavs, talk about the Heat. We want to hear from Heat fans tonight as well too about how you feel about LeBron James now. Even some of the comments that he made. So we got a power pack show for you guys. Let's jump right into it, Russ. Let's jump into the stat sheet uh, if we can and look at some of the stats overall. And and in this game six, before game six happened, we talked about the Mavs closing them out on Sunday. We also talked about who had to play big. We thought Dirk would have to have a big game, but Dirk came out in the first right. half, one for twelve. Yeah, he did, and and surprisingly, that the Mavs still stayed within the game. I mean, I was uh, Dirk couldn't buy a shot the first half. I mean, everything he threw up, they were rimming out, you know, and I thought, oh, my goodness, this is trouble. But it was just the opposite, right? Dirk ended up finishing his MVP finals with 21 points, 11 rebounds, a double-double. Sean Marion, 12 points, 8 rebounds. Tasha Chandler, 5 points, 8 rebounds. How big was Chandler in this series? Right. And also Kidd with 9 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. And J.J. getting the start again for the third straight game, 15 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 3 rebounds to go with it as well. So the starting five did their job out there, but that bench came alive for the Mavs as well too. And, you know, we talked about this earlier in the season. Anytime you get five Mavericks and double figures, they were like 26 to 9, something like that. I mean, anytime yeah. you get those five, that's their winning formula. If five guys score in double figures, nine times out of ten, they win. Hey, look at the stats for the Miami Heat. Chris Boss, 19 points, eight rebounds, one steal. LeBron James, who we got a lot to talk about, 21 points, six assists, four rebounds. And Joel Anthony with zero points, didn't get any help from him. In his starting lineup, never D-Wade, do. never do. 17 <laughs> points from D-Wade, six assists, eight rebounds, 18 points from Mario Chalmers, who got the start. And I want to talk about that real quick. They started Chalmers and didn't play Bibby at all in game six. Why well, you didn't know, they decide right now, to go ahead and take their, their best bench player and put him in the starting lineup? Uh, simply because it was a do-or-die game for Miami. You know, I did bring bring that up before this game started, that they, I would start Chalmers because, you know, that really is the fourth score. And, you know, like we just talked about, Dallas had five guys that could score. They gave them the fourth score. Like you had mentioned earlier, Joel Anthony didn't have at zero points. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he score in the whole series? What, four points, six points, maybe? Yeah, yeah so... He really was the fourth weapon that they needed to have out there in order to win the Mavericks. So I did call this earlier. You remember that, don't you? I called well, you this earlier. Yeah, you did say something about that earlier. Yeah, you did say something about that. I said if I was Miami, I would start Chalmers instead of Mike Bibby. Really, they got nothing out of Mike Bibby. He had, what, like well, nine points? Well, they didn't get, they didn't get enough out of Chalmers. Well, the Bibby had zero points. He didn't even play in game right. six. And they got they didn't and get enough out 18. of Thomas because they did lose the well, game. Well, they got 18 points. 18 points with them three scoring, what, 60, 70 points with their average. That was enough to get them over. That was 98. That was 90-some points. And, you know, it, it, it went from 80s to the 90s in order to get score almost 100 the last three games in order to win. You remember that? They needed that extra 
15 to 20 points to put them over the 90 mark. You see what I'm saying? So I, I, I can see why they put it in. Let's take a caller real quick on the RF Sports Radio Show, our tribute to the Mavs, where we crowned the Mavs champions tonight. Caller 6036, you're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Who in the Mavs do you want to congratulate? I would like to congratulate um, Dirk Nowinski, you know, on finally, you know what I'm saying, giving the basketball world something to respect him on, coming through critically in the in the fourth quarter for everyone. And uh, most importantly, at least in that last game, you know, I know Jet didn't show up every game of the season, but when it was needed and when it counted, the Jet showed that he was just as much a superstar as LeBron James was. Well, you know, they called him Mr. Fourth Quarter. Uh, this year. A couple of games he didn't show up, but for the most part, he was Mr. Fourth Quarter this year. And, and well, while I have I'll you on, we are we are joined by a uh, chosen host of the Icebreaker Radio Show, which comes on Blog Talk Radio as well, too. And you've been with us this whole season covering these maps. You've had good things to say. You've had bad things to say, but look at this team overall. What do you what do you think about this team at this point right now as the 2011 NBA champions? Well, uh, I I was happy to be wrong. Most importantly, I was uh, happy to be wrong. I didn't think that it was possible to build a championship team around Dirk with him starting at the four because I felt like his lack of post play wasn't there. But I can honestly say, and I mean this, if you look at the film, Dirk changed as a player. The guy dug down, he took contact, and he made shots when they counted. And uh, had he not missed that shot in, the, in their last loss, they might have beat the, the, the Heat, you know, four games to one. That's right. And, you know, you did. You were on this team a lot this year. I will admit, I, you rode them hard. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there for the Heat fans. Um, missed free throws is why they weren't able to compete in this ball game. This last right, right. Yeah. What was the stats on the free throw, Rodney? They were like what? For the, 11 for the free throws for the Miami Heat, that's a great point. But free throws, they were actually twenty for thirty-three on right. game that's six. Terrible. I mean, they shot they shot a ton of free throws. The Mavs only shot eighteen free throws and made twelve for sixty-six percent. The the Heat had thirty-three free throw attempts and only made twenty. That could have been the right. difference in the game, as uh, Chosen pointed out. I mean, that's a great stat to look at. That's 13 points. They lost yeah, by no 10. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> right, right. And uh, Chosen, stay with us live on the program. Let's take. Let's go ahead and listen to some comments from Rick Carlisle as he talked about exactly what we're talking about, the bench play from the, from the uh, Dallas Mavericks and how other players had to step up big, and we'll look at their stats as well, too. Team that when you view it from afar, it doesn't look like a physically bruising type team, and so a lot of people don't don't think we're you know, we have the the grit and the guts and the mental toughness. But this is as mentally tough a team uh, as I've ever been around. And I, you know, I, I had fortunate to play in the '80s with some great Boston teams. And those guys were mentally tough, but they were those four Hall of Famers on those teams. What these guys were able to do collectively, you know, guys like. You know, Cardinal, Mahimi, um, you know, Berea. I mean, these guys played major, major roles um, in an elimination game in a, in a championship series. I mean, 
you can't dismiss how everybody stayed ready and and how everybody answered the bell. So I, I was just really proud to be around this group. Tony, the second round. Uh, Rick, congratulations, first of all. Um, from the from the standpoint of the end, justifying the means, the fact that JJ and Jason struggled so much in the first couple of games, and you find yourself down, I guess, nine in game four with ten minutes to go, just talk about the rallying point of this team. And also, Dirk, well, I guess, one for 12 in this first half. Uh, what was the mood, you guys, being up uh, in spite of that? Well, we have a saying, Mavericks basketball is 48 minutes. You know, it's not... 36, it's not 40, it's 48. And over the course of 48 minutes, you know, we're, we're going to find a way to stay in a game. We're going to find a way to win a game. Uh, we're gonna, this team has more resourcefulness and grit and guts than any team I've ever been around. And, you know, game two was probably the key to the series. Because you get, you get down 0-2, it's very difficult. So... So coming back from that deficit, coming back in, in Game Four at Oklahoma City, I mean those are those are key games because those the Oklahoma City game keeps it, keeps you from going six or seven games, which is really key. So and again, it's it starts with your best players, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, who was phenomenal tonight. I mean, absolutely, 11 for 16 from the floor, 27 points. I mean, this guy is willing to come off the bench. I mean, it's. It's, I, I just can't tell you as a coach what it means to have guys that are that committed to winning that they will make those kinds of sacrifices. Tim. And that was Rick Carlisle talking about what we just talked about, Royce, along with Chosen about the bench play. But you look at the guys he named, Brian Cardinal, John Mahimi, four points, Cardinal with nine. I'm sorry, Cardinal with three points, but Deshaun Stevenson, Nine points, three for five from the from the three point line was clutch in that game. And, and and you know, we didn't see Brian Cardinal, we didn't see Mahimi and none of these guys in the early part of the playoffs. How important was that to inject those guys in and to sit Pager? You know, I was shocked when he bent Pager, you know, and Pager did uh contribute and he gave his first year in the early series. Pager was uh was a man for a while. And you're absolutely right. It was, it was the best play, how these guys, when the number was called, I always tell you to be ready when your number's called. And boy, were these guys ever ready. I mean, they, they were, came out and contributed. Yeah, great game from the Mavericks bench. We're going to talk about Jason Terry here in our next segment. And the big game he had, 27 points, two steals, two assists, three rebounds, a big night for Jason Terry to carry that team with Dirk DeVinci couldn't buy a shot. In the first half, you listen to the RF Sports Radio Show as we crown the Mavericks victorious, the 2011 NBA champions live with us at RF Sports Radio. We'll be back in just a second. RF with RF Sports Radio and the NPFL Game of the Week with the Deep End Deal of the Month. The Deep End Deal of the Month is an incredible deal that we offer to all of our listeners of the Deep End Radio Network. And this month, we have our biggest deep-end deal ever. From now to the end of the month, Just Fitness for You is giving our listeners free gym memberships. That's right, free gym memberships. Spring is here and summer is fast approaching, and Just Fitness for You is ready to get you ready. 
They have four locations here in the DFW Metroplex, White Rock Lake, Mesquite, Plano, and Hearst, and all open seven days a week to fit anyone's busy schedule. Your free gym membership gives you access to all four locations, VIP guest privileges, cycling classes, Zumba classes, body pump 101 training, and use of all of the latest state-of-the-art weightlifting and cardio equipment on the market. To get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You, email us at deependeal at gmail.com. That's deependeal at gmail.com and put fitness in your subject line to get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You. Calling all models, calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paying gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGeeks.info right now. Right now. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about. You know, look, there are only two of us that know exactly what this meant. Me and MJ. And, uh... Sometimes, you know, when it's just, it's better not to say anything. Hi, my name is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show on Deep End Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in the amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net. Our team's not about individual ability. It's about collective will, collective grit, collective guts. And, you know, we're skilled and talented, too. But uh, our game's on the ground. And the guys we were playing, you know, their game was in the air. And fortunately, as the series went on, we stayed on the ground enough to be able to win it. Back right. Coach, congratulations. A uh, little follow-up on that Dirk thought. He was uh, one for 12, three points at halftime. Uh, you guys went on, I think it was a 25-7 to run with him on the bench. It's very unlike uh, you guys in general. Uh, would you tell me I was drinking if I said you were going to lead by halftime? And also, uh, how I, I saw you drinking in the locker room. <laughs> I was enjoying the championship with you. But yeah. sure. and, and, and also, how much does this mean even more because you have a bunch of older guys with their first title? Well, look, Miami's, Miami's time is going to come. I mean, their, their talent is undeniable. And it's going to, at some point, it's going to carry the day. There's no doubt about that. Um, but their time is not now. Our time is now. It needed to be now. Uh, you know, they had a... They had a great phrase, you know, now is the time for us. And it was. It had to be. Um, but, you know, the run that we went on with Dirk out of the game, the only thing I can chalk that up to is one word, resourcefulness. And and welcome back to our program. Again, we are live crowning the Mavericks, the NBA, 2011 NBA champions tonight 
on our program, a team we've been following all season long. And, and Royce, you heard some of the comments from Rick Carlisle about what he thought the Mavs were able to do to win this series. But you put together the list of things you thought the Mavs did to win and what the Heat may have done to lose the lose the series also. Uh, yeah, and Ronnie, I, I thought about this all day today, and I went over it very carefully. And, and I'm going to start out with the number one reason why the Mavs won, not only this series, but this year. Number one reason was injuries. You know, injuries can absolutely destroy a team. And the way, when it, when Dirk went down, we had Roddy V out, we lost Karan Butler for the whole season. And the way they bounced back, they went on a six-game losing streak, we were worried about this team. Everybody counted them out, and they really bounced back. Dirk was able to come back. Roddy B eventually got better. He was out most of the season, and and the guy stepped up. Uh, the number two reason was how Rick Carlisle brought J.J. Burrell along this year. We we questioned him a lot of times why was J.J. playing, but apparently he saw something in J.J. Burrell either in practice or in his demeanor that we didn't see, and he brought him along slowly this year. He, he inserted him into games and situations, and, and when it came time for the playoffs, J.J. Burrell was ready to play. And how important was that when he inserted him in the lineup? I'm talking about the Lakers game. I'm talking about in Portland. And he they had no defense for J.J. Burrell. My third reason is the zone defense. Very few teams play the zone defense, but the Mavericks stuck with it, even when people criticized them. And the defense they played this year, you know, you talked about earlier this year, they, the goal was to protect the house, which was talking about American Airlines Center. And they did that, and they improved on defense. My third thing is spacing. It's how they spaced the floor. There was always somebody open for a three. They never deterred from that. They kept that in the in the repertoire no matter what anybody else did. The Mavericks are probably one of the NBA's best spaced teams in, in basketball. And the third thing is is how Rick Carlisle and how he utilized his bench and the players. Uh we me and you both and a lot of people in the media criticized him about how he pulled guys off the bench. But if you watched how he did this series, he was a master at pulling strings, and this game was all about matchups. He did a fantastic job of inserting guys in certain situations at the right time. I got to give him an A for that. So that's my list on why the Dallas Mavericks won. Now, what do you think about that list? That's a great list. I mean, you hit the nail on the head all points. I mean, that's a great list. And you're right. I criticized Carlisle a lot this whole season about right. the way he ran that rotation. And it proved out to be he knew what he was doing and I didn't <laughs> because right. he was able to yeah. really, really get yeah, it going. So hats off to him. You know, and we, we said, well, why is it, what, what kind of – and, you know, we struggled. He needs to get a lined up for the playoffs. You know, we talked about that. You know, we, we criticized him. Who does he start? And really, I, I think he knew all along is everybody's going to start. And, and, and when and how he inserted guys, like how, how – Important that him put Brian Cardinal, which hadn't played much, in because he disrupted the whole Miami offense. Don't you agree? I no, mean, I agree. And, and having Stevenson as a starter uh, with his defense, I mean, he just, the guy just really, he did an A1. He got Coach Phil Jackson. 
Yeah. If you think about it, he I coached Phil Jackson. The Lakers have never been. He he was the best. And you hear Mark Cuban saying that next segment, he was the best coach in the playoffs this season. Right, right. He should have got coach of the year (laughs) (laughs) for what he did with this team of the Mavericks. Okay, now let me go on to my list of why, and we can have some callers come in and comment on this, why Miami lost. You know when they first made the announcement about him and Bosh? Let's hold that Miami lost list because we're going to get into the – Miami Heat. Let's let's talk a little bit more about okay. the Mavericks, okay. and, and I want to talk about Dirk. Dirk winning the MVP. You know, yeah, I, oh, I've yeah. been real. Yeah. I've been a Dirk supporter for a long time. I've even gone so far at times on this show, on this recorded show, that you can always go back and listen to. I've said things that people told me was crazy, like Dirk being top ten player, or Dirk right. being an all time top ten player in the NBA of all time. And Dirk wins the MVP. Know, how much how much validation is that for Dirk in his game? This man has been a perennial All Star. He's been an oh. NBA MVP for the season. He's got a now a championship ring and MVP. Also, he's been a three point champion. I mean, how right. much validation is this for Dirk and what he what he was able to do? Well, Rodney, that was just uh, icing on the cake, winning the championship. In my mind, he was a, he was a great player, and he was a potential Hall of Famer. But you and I both talked about this early in the season. We it was something different about Dirk this year. Dirk became a leader of this team. He he, he got on guys back. He called. Remember, he even called Jedi. You know, he was a leader of this team. He I you know and 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 by him resigning with Dallas and and he's st- sticking with Dallas was big. But Dirk Nowitzki, we saw him change this year. He was a he was cooler in the in the interviews. He was more open with people. You know what I mean? He was more focused. It was a different Dirk Nowitzki this year. He became an all-star on the field and off the field. Yeah, Dirk this year grew up before my eyes. I knew Dirk could always hit the jump shot. I knew he had his move where he would do the fadeaway, the one-leg fadeaway. But it was moves like playing in the post. Like going up, you know, on these taller guys, shooting over them, like dunking on guys, like taking people to right. the hole. That's the part of Dirk's game that I really felt developed this year. That's something I didn't right. see in previous in previous years from Dirk, and, and I knew he was having a special season. I mean, you can go back right now, look at the whole NBA season, and put right. Dirk in MVP. You know, it, right. the way he yeah, performed right. in, these, in these playoffs, he was clutch. I mean, you look at all the games they had to close out and win or games they had to come from behind and win, Dirk was right there leading the charge every time. Well, not only that, he was, what, uh, fifth, uh, sixth in this year in uh, shooting, you know, in points. So he was in the top ten. So he really had a fantastic year. Even through the regular season, he averaged, what, 26, 28 points a game? Yeah. So... Yeah, and right. really, Dirk Nowitzki, and he became a leader. I saw him talk to guys. I saw him get on guys. I saw him, you know, serve. I saw him come to guys' rescue when they got into squabbles. I mean, Dirk really became a leader of this team this year. And let's go ahead and listen to some comments from Dirk on NBA TV after he won the 2011 NBA Finals MVP. Hold on to something like that as well. Well, I just think nothing in life is, is going to be given to you. Nothing is going to come easy, and you have to work for it. 
Uh, and maybe it was even a good thing for, for me as a player to develop and, and lose that, that series in 06 and, and come out of it as, as a better player and as a better human being, be smarter uh, in, in game situations when the game on the line. And uh, I, I took that one really to the chin in 06 and I took it rough and, uh, and I put a lot of the blame on myself. So uh, for me, to, I had to, go, had to regroup and, and keep working and uh, ultimately it paid off. I know you're not looking for outside validation. You got the trophy, but how rewarding is it for you that even in the games when you didn't shoot as well early in the game, that you were at your best in crunch time in the fourth quarters? Well, I think that's another thing I learned in, in 06, you know, that the game is, is never over. And, and for this team, I've got to keep attacking uh, in, in the fourth quarters. The whole team usually looks at me and, and, and expects me to, to come through. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just got to keep attacking. My team always say, hey, you know, you're too good of a shooter, too good of a player to keep missing. Even today I had a bad night, but uh, everybody, uh, I think that's, that was the strength of this team. We were so tight-knit, a lot of experienced guys that have been through a lot, and we just kept patting each other on the back and said, let's, let's get it done, and uh, finally we were able to make some shots. Is that finger well enough to sell? To the point of cartoonish, where you're saying the same things over again, we're going to get it turned around. Was that at all difficult for you to maintain that? And secondly, most series, you're probably the MVP. Clearly, Dirk is, but I just want you to comment on, uh, you know, his greatness as a and, and in turn, what you were able to do to turn around the series. Well, my, my faith first relies uh, is in God, and then with that comes the confidence, knowing that you can be successful when you play with guys like we have on this team. Uh, you look at what Dirk was able to accomplish this postseason. Uh, he played like none other. The year he won MVP doesn't even compare to what he did this year in the postseason. All the critics talked about what he couldn't do, where he fell short. But to carry this team the way he's done it is just phenomenal. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, you live with the finals failure from five years ago for those last five years. What does this mean for you personally to finally finish the job, and what does your individual performance mean considering how much you've thought of that game six from five years ago over these years? Well, going in, we never used 05, 06 as a motivating factor. Two different, totally different teams. I mean, you look at the, what we did uh, along the way, along our journey, uh, getting past Portland. Nobody said we could. Uh, doing what we did to the Lakers. Uh, you know, we just continue to grind it out, believe in each other, and show huge resiliency uh, in every time we stepped on the court. And I thought in this series there was a time and a situation where there was a turning point. That was in game two. Down 15, we all looked at each other, and we continued to believe. And uh, we win that game, and the rest is history. And that was both uh, Dirk talking about how important he felt it was that they lost that series, what it taught him as a player, what they had to do in the playoffs, and also Jed Terry commenting on Dirk and the season that he's had as well, too. And, and Royce, Dirk, well-deserving of the MVP, well-deserved all the credit he's getting. But let's talk about some other veterans on that team, Jed Terry and Jason Kidd. Well, man, I, I, I was really happy for Jed uh, Terry. You know, he's taken a lot of criticism, but the guy has always been consistent, and I've always considered him a math. You know, uh, he's always, a couple of times he was disappointed, but, you know, the guy's consistent, you know, and he was he was labeled Mr. Fourth Quarter this year. And I'm also happy for Jason Kidd. I was so glad he returned to Dallas where he started his career, and for him to go through the journey he went through with other teams coming close and to come back to Dallas, 
where it all started and win a championship, you know, took a long time. And what a way to end your career, man. I mean, it's just great. I'm just happy for for them and, and really the rest of the guys. You know, guys like Roddy B that played in France, you know, and, uh, guys like Stevenson that were on, you know, different teams, Brian Cardinal who was sitting at home, you know, you got to be happy for them. You really do have to be happy for this group of yeah, misfits, I'm, and I call them misfits. Yeah, I'm definitely happy. Even uh, you're right. Uh, the the mystery comedy is fitting because even Donnie Nelson told us one time he's, he's they're kind of like a team comprised from the island of misfits, using the uh, the Rudolph reference to the to the cartoon. And, and these are these are players that've been on several different teams or other teams that've gotten close to the kind of long in the tooth in some cases, and they come together for one common goal: the, the title. And Jason right. Kidd, this validates him a lot as well too. The guy's already won on the international stage. He's he's right. had such a great career. He was a rookie of the year, co co rookie of the year with uh, Grant right. Hill, and it just kind of validates his career also too by getting that ring. So congratulations to Jason Kidd and everything he was able to do. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got to get into some comments that Mark Cuban made. And uh, now that the muzzle's off of Cuban, he's saying a lot of stuff. He's so we got to talk about that. Yeah, he's still talking. Yeah. And then, then of course, we still got to get to the Miami Heat. We'll play comments from them, both LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. And we get into into your your reasons why the Miami Heat lost this series as well, too. And we'll end the show off with our congratulations for the Mavs and talking about the offseason. Stay tuned. Stay locked in with us, rfsportsradio.com. You're tuning in to the RF Sports Radio Show, powered by DPN Media. Sports talk from a fan's perspective. Oh, yeah, the wait is finally over. The new release from Rifleman, Smoke in the City, available now. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Ken Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featured production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing, it's blazing. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. When I got to the lane, Robert Parrish jumped at me, and I saw Larry Bird coming at me as well. So I had to arc the hook shot a little higher, and you just went, Swish. Was that the sweetest shot for you in your whole career? In my whole career, the sweetest, not only shot, but the sweetest moment. Because the guard went, My name is Royce Fisher from the IRS Sports Radio Show on DPN Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. 
Do you play in amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net. RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. Go man, you go to Reunion Arena. Right. You know, you see that. Not the best arena. You no. in Dallas is no. a football town. I mean, no football. Doubt. I don't even know if you have pickup games there. <laughs> you decide to buy this team. You know, maybe people don't believe in you. You're on the side of the bench. You act a little crazy. You love cheering for your team. People say, I don't know. And I, I had a talk with you last year, and you just Never. kept saying it was passion. I'm gonna keep on working. This is what I did in college. And how does it feel right now from then? From then, Reunion Arena. Building the arena, getting all these people. I mean, I've never about, you've never seen this many fans in a, in a away arena. How crazy was that? You must be proud. Great let, turnout. Let, let me just tell you something. You know, we won the championship. The Heat are a great team. The Heat are going to have many, many opportunities. They, they've got all the pieces that they need. But our fans punked the hell out of the Miami fans. It wasn't close. We punked the hell out of them. I mean, we're sitting there at the bench and going, let's go, Mavs. Let's go. I mean, uh, our, remember our what we talked about before game one? Remember what you told me about the fans? Which? And we were talking about uh, you down warming up and you're like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. It felt like a regular season game. Yeah. Like a regular yeah. season game. Look, Miami's a great town. It's a fun town. It is what it is. Um, but, our, you know, people give our fans a hard time, too, you know. But our fans just stepped up and took over, and the fact that they came down here made a huge difference because our guys were on the bench, and it felt like a home game, right? Our guys are going nuts. Our fans are going nuts, and they're cheering, and, you know, they're faces, familiar faces, so I give our, a lot of credit to our fans. You've been around the team a long time now, as has Dirk Nowitzki. Terry's been there a while. Jason Kidd has been there a while. Looking back over time, is there one either piece that was added or development along the way that's most responsible for, for you being soaked right now? I, I'd say there's, there's a couple things. One is guys started – we had a Jason Kidd, right, and we went through a process of bringing in Rick Carlisle, and then guys started to understand if we trusted the system and executed that because all the guys knew how to play basketball – good things would happen. And, you know, when the, no one was selfish, when the ball needed to move, the ball moved. When someone needed to hit an open shot, they hit an open shot. When someone needed to make a big play, we made a big play. And that, that just develops trust. And we went through, you know, Dirk got hurt. Well, I mean, Karan is out for the season. Roddy the entire season. And so, you know, I think guys learning to trust each other and realizing guys will step up a big time, learning to trust Rick Carlisle as we got, you know, I think – you asked the question, what, did, what was the transition point? I think guys haven't been with Rick long enough to trust him, right? Because that's part of the process with the coach. You've got to get to, you know, particularly veteran players. They'll doubt, they'll ask, you know, they, they have their own opinions. And then they got to the point this year where they trusted. And then it was, and then we got to the playoffs. Let me just say, Rick Carlisle was the best yeah. coach in the playoffs by far. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. What did you tell your team? You know, character is built when no one's looking. So exactly. we see you, you do happy right now, but we know you had some dark days by yourself when you're thinking, what could I do? What did you tell your team in 2006 was it, when you guys yeah. lost here? What did you tell them to keep the course right now? What did you tell your staff, everyone? You didn't, you didn't right? There's nothing you could say. You know, we know we let one get away, and you just got to hope. Like you said, you know, character doesn't happen when you win. It's when you lose, right? And guys like Dirk are character guys. You know, bringing in Jason Kidd, you know, a guy who can take control of the game and make sure the ball goes where it needs to go, you know, taking out, you know, some of the egos because he'll, he'll just take over that part of the game. If that you know, that's what happened. I didn't have to say anything. I mean, Dirk's a beast. He well, wanted it. I, I want to know how you're going to spend the summer. Sleeping. <laughs> I haven't been able to sleep in a long time. Um, you know, I just hang out with the kids, probably go to the Cayman Islands and just chill. You know, people think I'm going to go do something crazy. You are. Just tonight. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio, and we are back with our uh, 2011 NBA wrap-up show, wrapping up the Mavericks winning the crown, crowned the M- the NBA champions for 2011. Royce, you heard some of the comments from Mark Cuban. You heard him talk about fans, punking fans, and how they felt like it was almost a regular season game in that environment in Game 6 in Miami. There were a lot of Maverick fans there. You can see that on TV. You can see that right. right inside of the arena as well, too. But he went on to also talk about some key things. He talked about how he put this team together. Players trusting the Rick Carlisle, no matter what they may have thought about when he first came. He also talked about, you know, them forgetting about 2006 and moving forward to win in 2011. Well, first of all, congratulations to Mark Cuban. Now, how big is it to go from a season ticket holder to owner of a team? So, first and foremost, he was a fan of the Mavericks and of the game. And for him, and I will say this, he did everything in this power. To, to to make this team. I remember when he got Dennis Rodman, uh, uh, he was a Maverick for a while. And, you know, and, and he, he got another guy. And this year he was less vocal. He, he let the team do the talking. He stayed behind the scenes, something that Jerry could take a lesson from. And now that they are on top, I, I'm going to crown them that they are the new America's team. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to call the, the Cowboys America's team. I think the Mavericks are not going to become America's team. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, then the other thing he went on to say, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, he said he might not do the traditional rings yeah, I like most NBA teams try to do. So if he's not going to do traditional rings, what can we think that he's going to do, you know, to celebrate I, I, his I, win I, for the Mavericks? I think it's two things. He's going to go with the gold chain. Because if you think about it, that's just generation. And he got a lot of guys on the Maverick team that, you know, that that into that kind of stuff. Hip-hop world, you know, young guys. And, and we've seen him dress. And, and, uh, and there's no telling what he want to do. But, you know, Rodney, you and I were behind the scenes. This is one class organization. I will give them that. I'm talking about from the, the lowest people, the ball boys, all the way up to the top. It is one class organization. If anybody deserved it, they did it, and they did it the right way. They didn't go out and get uh, all these superstars. You know, they did it the right way, and and and, and you got to give them credit for that. Yeah, they did it the right way. I, I'm thinking what Cuban may do is watches. You know, I thought about yeah, the gold chain thing. Right. I thought you know that that'd be kind of cool, 
But I think he's going to do the watches. I, I think that's what he's going to go with. Yeah, yeah, a diamond watch, you can show off that too, just like you can a diamond <laughs> ring. But, you know, yeah. uh, I, I was surprised when he said that, you know what I mean? And uh, he's always been a pioneer for the league and the, and, and the NBA and the team. And uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he made start a new tradition. Yeah, he said it, you know. So who yeah, knows? and again, I want uh, and we want to we want to thank Mark Cuban for allowing us to be a part of this season. This is our first season covering the Mavs and all their games on the road, at home, in the locker room with the teams. Interviewing him, he's been on our show before as well. I want to thank Mark Cuban for allowing us to have this opportunity, and thank the Mavs media staff. Scott Tomlin initially for oh, allowing us guy. to be involved with it. I thank I'm him so much for, for adding to the show. It's been a huge help for us. Let's take a break, Royce. You come back, we we'll talk about the Heat. The losers of okay, the uh, championship, the hype around the Heat, and we'll hear your list of why the Heat actually lost this series. You're tuning in to the RF Sports Radio Show, Sports Talk from a Fan's Perspective, RFSportsRadio.com. Yeah. 
People say I don't like LeBron. I think LeBron's a great player. I think he's really a great player. But I think there's something about him. It's just, it's just something that, that is just missing from his game. It's like he can do everything, but just can't do enough. Career-wise, Melo's averaging 24.8 points a game. LeBron's averaging 27.7. But you know, this year, they're about even. Melo's averaging 25. LeBron's averaging 26. Career-wise, and rebounding. Talking the hottest sports topics. With appearances from the hottest names in sports. NBA, college basketball, NFL, Major League Baseball. Log on to rfsportsradio.com. RF Sports, powered by Ooh, radio. Ooh, radio. And the series, or was there something, for whatever reason, over these two weeks that was not there, of his usual, say, greatness. Well, tonight uh, they went to the zone, obviously, in the, in, late in the first quarter, and that took us out of our rhythm. We were in a very good flow, uh, and that's what they do. They don't stay in the zone uh, very long, uh, but it's enough to get you a little bit out of your rhythm, uh, out of your comfort zone, and by the time they come back in demand, uh, we've lost some possessions. Uh, and so where he was able to be aggressive, the zone took him out of that. Uh, but he was still uh, trying to make an impact, and, and ultimately you do have to give uh, Dallas uh, some credit. Mark? Eric, uh, if, you, if you saw LeBron, of course you did in, in the last series, and you see him in this series, you wouldn't think it's the same guy. I mean, with everything you were just talking about, there's gaps out there, and he's not jumping into them. When he does jump into them, he goes to the first level, you know, makes a pass, just wasn't getting to the hoop. The free throws tell the story. Each, each series is different. One thing, uh, I've said this many times, uh, and certainly uh, I can say to you all out there, uh, it's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> and uh, you do have to give credit uh, to the Mavericks. Uh, you know, they weren't known uh, or given enough credit this season as a defensive team, uh, but uh, they're much improved. Uh, and so they were able to do some things that uh, you know, got us out of our rhythm, uh, certainly from the, the first three rounds. Uh, you know, LeBron has been a lightning rod uh, for a lot of everything, uh, criticism and... I don't know. Uh, Tim Legler with us. Thanks for joining us. You've got some work to do with... Classy with things you said to him, and he said he could hear some of the things you were saying to each other, even on the court. What were you guys talking about as you left and then in the room afterward? Um, I really don't remember. I mean... Um, telling those guys that, you know, they deserve it. Uh, hands down, they were the better team in this series. Uh, and they played together well. You know, um, they deserve everything they gotten, they've gotten. So uh, it was just really just congratulating them and just moving on. Further on the center? Chris, this team was built, this Heat team was built to win a championship, believed to be the best team in the league all year. Why did you guys fall short? Why were they the better team? I think if um, you just look at it as far as uh, playing the better series, they just played the best basketball. Um, you know, uh, Dirk constantly knocked down open shots. He, um, I mean, today he showed a lot of perseverance and just uh, bouncing back. And, I mean, they made our defense work at the end of the day. And um, they're just a great team. You know, I... Uh, I think we did everything we could uh, to win. We made a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes, but at the end of the day, um, they came out on top. So, you know, all we can do is um, 
Just admit it and move forward. Over here, yeah. Chris, to the best of your knowledge, physically, mentally, emotionally, was anything off with LeBron? Was he himself this series? Well, I mean, um, at the end of the day, man, you know, uh, you always want to play your best basketball at the most opportunistic time, but it just, it just doesn't work out like that. I mean, everything mentally and physically was good. Uh, I think with every individual, with the team, I mean, physically, everybody's going to uh, go through pain. Um, they've done the same thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, they wanted it more than we did. So um, they played great. Uh, we came up short, and that's really it. Over on the left side, Chris, you talk about how they played better than you and that they played together. You always bring that up. Do you feel like your team didn't play together? We played together. They just did a better job. They were the better team. Uh, that's what I mean by that. Um, and, I mean, um, there's no hiding. In the NBA, you play a series, best of seven games, usually the better team is going to win. So, I mean, we've got a lot of work to do. We have to go back to the drawing board. It hurts to come this far and uh, come up short. But, you know, um, it's disappointing. Uh, but hopefully we can use this uh, for motivation going forward. Back left. Chris, uh, was there a certain point in and all there that you felt like this game is kind of a starting got away from for you guys? I mean, you never, uh, you never feel that way. You, you always play the game out. You just play the game how it goes. I mean, uh, plenty of times uh, they were down. Uh, they came back. We were down. We came back. It's always a game of runs. But, I mean, today... You know, they just had that whole collective effort. They had timely shots. They had timely offensive rebounds. They never got flustered. Um, they just kept their composure and kept coming in, in ways. And and uh, when it was time, they just stayed tight, and, and, and they executed very well. And when things broke down, uh, Jason Terry, Dirk Nowitzki, and Jason Kidd, they they, um, they hurt us with, uh, with their shots. How do you think the LeBrons play out there tonight? And that was Chris Bosch here on the RF Sports Radio Show talking about the Miami Heat not being able to put it together, a team that was kind of destined to win this whole thing. So we got to spend some time on that. Let me bring Royce back on. And if you guys want to hear these interviews or see any other information about this series, about the whole NBA or anything in sports, log on to rfsportsradio.com. Royce, you're going to be putting your list up there as well, too. But go ahead with your list on why the Miami Heat lost this series. Well, first, uh, you know, Rodney, I'm not going to get on LeBron James like everybody else did. I'm going to get Mavericks some credit. So not to knock uh, what they did, I'm going to get the Mavericks some credit on why they won, first of all. And and the first thing, when 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 LeBron first decided to go to Miami, First question everybody wanted to know was, they don't have anybody else yet. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and uh, uh, LeBron James. And no supporting cast, no bench. You can't, they had Eric Dampier, Mike Bibby, uh, James Jones, and I, I can't name anybody else. And Chalmers, and, and after that, I can't name anybody else. So first and foremost, they had three guys in place, but they had no supporting cast, you know. And we all said, we all thought they were going to make a trade to get somebody. 
but they really didn't have anybody to come off the bench. Second year, you had a first-year coach going to the playoffs. That's first-time coaching the playoffs. It's different from coaching regular season than it is coaching the playoffs. You either go home. The third thing I had was that first-year plan as a team. Each one of these, the three, the big three, were all leaders on their team. LeBron James was the leading scorer. He, that was his team, the Cavaliers. Chris Bosh was in Toronto. That was his team. He was the go-to man. And in Miami, you had Dwayne Wade. They never established the fact that whose team it was. We all would say it was Dwayne Wade's team, but at the same time, you had two different guys that were leaders also. I don't think they really adjusted to their role. And any time you have your three guys producing 60% of your offense and you're not getting 40% for your bench, you don't have 100%. Or say, for instance, one of the guys falls short of the three or 60%, then you have only have 40% offense and you don't have the bench to pick up the other 60% to order to have 100%. So that was one of their problems. And the third reason was Rick Carlisle, I coach both in the playoffs. I mean, he did a brilliant job. I think they waited too late to make adjustments. He he really didn't. Uh, they played uh, LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh played a lot of minutes. He couldn't balance the minutes. And I think they were our coaches. So those are my reasons why Miami lost. And the Mavericks just happened to be the best team in the NBA right now. So those are my yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was the perfect reason. And, and, and one thing I want to touch on that you said is, the way they put this team together, they had three superstars. They had the LeBron with the big press conference, him putting so much pressure on them, himself and as a team, saying they're going to win multiple championships. They had the big the big uh, press conference at the arena, the big right. WWE right. type with the laser light show, the smoke, the right. dancers, right. welcoming this team in. So much pressure put on them, but you have to put a team together. This proves one thing about the right. NBA and about anything, want a team, a real team, without playing an individual any day or a group of individuals. That's right. That's right. That a team would always team. win. And, and yeah, I've, been saying, I, I've been saying earlier this season about the Heat, why I wasn't picking them to win, was the fact that I didn't think they had enough firepower coming out the bench right. and they couldn't get enough right. guys to play with them for the league minimum. Right. And I think that was right. kind of it was kind of you know Pat Riley did a great thing having him and his team come together these three superstars, but they didn't have the full roster, full team. And, and the other thing that you said I think was key was uh, Spoke, Eric Spoelstra, right. first year coach, having to put up right. with all three of these superstars, put up yep. with and players not coming off the bench that really, and not knowing how to use them, and players that couldn't come off the bench and. He was overmatched. He was purely overmatched. Right. And you right. mentioned Carlisle out coaching Phil Jackson. It was kind of easy to out coach Coach Foster, am I right? That's right. You're absolutely right. And the other thing was, uh, you know, this team, if you look at the bench, go down the line. Why, why, why wouldn't you put James Jones in the game? I mean, the guy won a three-point shoot cut this. He didn't play at all in this series. That's, that's a nine- 12, 14 points off the bench. And mm-hmm. Mario Chambers was your best guard. Bibby didn't give no. you anything. That that period never came in to give a guy the center break. I mean, it, it was just awful coaching. I thought so. 
and, and you count, and the reason why they got through the first series, if you think about it, when they played Boston, Boston was wounded. Yeah. You know, Rondo was playing with one arm. They actually, I, I played them, even though, and Shaq was hurt, so they really played a depleted Boston team. When they played Chicago, it was three against one. And Derrick Rose was it. You know, but when they got to the marriage, it was three against eight. You know, and that was a big difference. So they really didn't have anything to go with. But like I say, when you got three guys on your team giving you 60 to 70% of the offense and you can't get 30 or 40% from the bench, you know, nine times, I mean, eight out of ten times you're going to lose when those, one of those guys are off. And another reason why I think they lost, I don't think Chris Box got the ball enough. Because if you think no, about not it, at all. Chris, not they, at they, all. They, they had no, the Mavericks had no defense for Chris Box. Basically, every time Chris Box touched the ball, he scored. And they didn't get, get the ball to Chris Box even in the last five minutes of the game. You know, he and the one game he did hit the winning shot. But the last five minutes, I mean, what was Chris Box? You know, why weren't they going inside? Chandler was in foul trouble. They had Mahimi. You know, I don't understand it. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I said before, game six is if they want to win, they got to feed Bosch the ball. I mean, Bosch right. was the was the one creating a lot of matchup problems because he could shoot from the perimeter and play down low. And, 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 and he was the most consistent. And you talk about coaching, the fact that when the Miami Heat set up in the half court, they had nothing to run. They're trying to right. pass the ball. They're trying to right. give it up. LeBron's not being aggressive. D-Wade right. is trying to be aggressive but can't do it enough by itself. Doesn't have a jumper. LeBron's jumper's not falling. And they had no half court set for their offense. And we can't talk about the Miami Heat without mentioning their two-star players, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. LeBron, the, 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 as you said, as you heard uh, Sposter say, the lightning rod for so much criticism, not just throughout his career, but especially this season. This guy went from the next big thing to the villain in the room. And, and, and the well, fact that he went through this whole thing of I'm bringing my talent to South Beach, he goes through the uh, playoffs, he plays big in the first couple of rounds, gets to win it all in this chance in the championship in the finals, and, and his null and void doesn't do anything in this series. So, I mean, we we can criticize LeBron, I think. Well, well, you know, and, and he can't take a lot of it. He could have probably been more aggressive. But, you know, at the same time, the people overlooked the fact that the way Dallas played him, you know, Chicago didn't play them this way. Well, they didn't leave, put three guys every time he touched the ball. You always saw somebody run it. They took the ball out of LeBron James' hand. He did not get good shots. And I credit that to the Mavericks because I, at times, even when he came to the paint, they were full, they set up a wall, and and the thing was they was not going to let LeBron James beat. So I do have to credit the Dallas defense with a lot of change in the way they played LeBron James. They didn't play him like anybody else did in the playoffs. And let's listen to what LeBron had to say about his critics in this in this finals, and also the critics that have been talking about him this whole season, up and down a tumultuous season for LeBron James. Ending without another rank. Well, under pressure. No, I mean, you know, sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. And uh, you know, that was this case in this series. Um, you know, I was able to do things. I'm in the last two series to help us win ball games. 
been able to do that in this series. I mean, it's, I mean once you get to the playoffs, every game is pressure. You, know, you want to win. You have to win. Um, and, I mean, we've seen some of that in the Chicago series. We've seen some of that in the Boston series. Um, and even even though we lost game four, um, we lost game four in Philly, um, it's pressure in that, in that series as well. So uh, it doesn't matter which round it is. Once you get to the postseason, every possession counts. Rachel? LeBron, what in this finals round were you personally unable to do that you wanted to do? Oh, well, living the pain. Um, you know, they did a great job of every time I drove, they brought another extra defender in front of me. Um, you know, they did a, a great job defensively. Very underrated uh, defensive team. Uh, it took us, took me out of a lot of things that I'm, you know, capable of doing or used to doing. They took us out of a lot of things that we're capable of doing. And that's getting points in the paint. That's getting to the free throw line. Um, so they did a good job. Um, much respect to them. And considering all that you went through this past summer and all the effort you made to get here to specifically win a championship, what are your emotions about losing the finals now? Oh, it hurts, of course. Um, I'm not going to hang my head low. Um, I know how much work um, as a team we put into it. I know how much work individually um, that I put into it when you guys are not around. You know, that's, that's something people don't see. You know, and I think... Uh, you know, you can never hang your head low when you know how much work, how much dedication that you put into the game of basketball, um, you know, when the lights are off and the cameras are, are not on. Mahoney, back left. LeBron, obviously you've dealt with so much criticism for the last year that wasn't had all to do with basketball. When you're, you're getting criticized for what's happening on the court, does that bother you? No, that doesn't bother me either. Um, you know, I understand this is a huge stage. And, um, you know, when you... You want to perform well or not for nobody else besides your teammates. You know, and that's ultimately what it's about for me. If I can play well for my teammates, help my teammates win basketball games, then, uh, you know, I can, I'm always satisfied with that. You know, it hurts me and I get on myself when I'm not able to play well and help my teammates win. Does it bother you that so many people are happy to see you fail? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, um, all the people that was rooting on me to fail, um, you know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had um, before they woke up today. You know, they got the same personal problems that they had today. You know, and I'm going to continue to live the way I want to live and continue to do the things that I want to do uh, with me and my family and be happy with that. So, um, you know, they can get a few days or a few months or whatever the case may be on uh, being happy about um, not only myself, um, but the Miami Heat not accomplishing their goal, but. You know, they got to get back to the real world at some point. Stay in the back right. And that was uh, LeBron James' comments about the criticism he's been receiving in this series and also for the year. And people, you know, those that listen to our show have been listening to it all NBA season, know I have some choice words at times for LeBron and his game. People have right. even gone so far to call me a LeBron hater in a lot of situations. Right. Well, I tell you what, LeBron, if you were talking to me, let me just say my life will go on, and I'm still going to have problems with the game. I'm still going to be critical about what you do as a player on and off the field, the way you conduct yourself with your teammates. You say you want to play for them, but you're not able to step up when it's time to step up. This is something that you've been plagued with throughout your entire career. You can go back to your finals appearance against the Spurs when you got swept you can go back to last year when we got beat by the Boston Celtics, even the year before when we got beat by the Orlando Magic. 
you've got to start stepping up and playing big in big games. You can't keep passing the ball in the fourth quarter. You can't keep calling yourself King James and run from the ball. You can't continue to be the face of the NBA and not willing to take the last-second shot or put the team on your back. I'm going to continue to criticize you until you change your name from King James to LeBron James and start being a player in the NBA. But until then, my life will go on, and I'll continue to criticize you as well. Well, first off, uh, the media and all the hype gave him the name King James. And I, I think well, another thing this year. Yeah. Well, I, I, know, but I understand, but that label was also given to him as a, you know, when he was a youngster. But it, having said that, and we know all the talk about LeBron James, he has fallen short. And, you know, it's going to take some growing up. It's, it's a lot of his game he needs to develop. He never did develop. You know, like Dirk was just a jump shooter. He deserved how to do it. He needs to be a post-up player. Having said that, they added more fuel to the fire by their cockiness. And I think that's another thing that turns people off about LeBron James is his cockiness. His cockiness about the announcement. His cockiness to lead the team. And I can understand Cleveland fans for hating him for one reason and one reason only. The man had a right to go anywhere else. But if Dirk Nowitzki left the Dallas Mavericks and the first year he met left, he reached the NBA Finals and possibly win a championship for another team, I would be pissed off too. That is the reason yeah. I can see why Cleveland fans should be pissed. I mean, because he, the, the first year he left them, he is again in the NBA Finals, going to win a championship for the Miami Heat. That would make right. anybody furious. <laughs> you know, and think you, about and, it. And you talk about Cleveland. Let's talk about that real briefly before we get into Dwayne Wade. And the fact that Dan Gilbert, the owner for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, tweeted immediately following the game. And, and to paraphrase what he said, he says, there's no shortcuts to winning. There are none. You can't you can't just make your own way to winning a path. you got to stay the course. And you brought up something to my attention about the governor of Ohio commending Dirk for being the player that stayed with his team and won a championship. Yeah, well, I would say this to the Cleveland owner and the Cleveland fans. Y'all need to stop worrying about LeBron James. Y'all got the first and the fourth pick. You need to worry about what kind of team are you all going to have now. That would be what I'd be worried about. I could care less about LeBron James if I was a Cleveland Brown fan. My my thing now would be what 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 do we do now? You got the first and the fourth pick. What kind of team will you are you going to put together? What am I going to see out there on the floor this year? How are we going to get back to being a championship team? That's what Cleveland, the owner, and the fans need to worry about now. LeBron James is gone. He's history. Yeah, you're right. And this is what Dwayne Wade has to say after the loss in the NBA Finals. For LeBron and the D-Wade, same thing. You guys were favored to win this series. You're expected to win tonight. I'm sure you guys expected to win. Uh, it's an over overused word, and I don't mean this in any disrespect. I want to know your feelings. Do you feel you choked in this series? Both. Uh, well, first of all, we, we give credit to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they're a hell of a team. Um, you know, the word choked is overused um, in sports, you know, period. Uh, we lost ball games. Uh, we lost the finals. Uh, we ran into a team that at this time uh, obviously was better than us. 
Um, so we give them credit, and uh, we take nothing away from that. LeBron, with all the pressure, the criticism, the expectations, did it ever get to a point where it just weighed heavy and, and affected you in any way? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I pretty much don't listen to what everyone has to say about me or my game or what, what I've done for my career. I don't, I don't get involved in that. I mean, I've been. This is year after year after year for me. Uh, me as an individual, uh, people write or say what they want to say about me. It doesn't, it doesn't weigh on me at all. You know, like I said, the only thing that weighs on me is uh, when I don't perform well for my teammates and the guys that I play for every day. That's the only thing that weighs on me because um, I take pride in, in going out there and doing the things that need to be done to help my teammates win. That's it. And I have to agree with what Dwayne Wade said, Royce. I don't think Absolutely. the Miami Heat choked. I mean, I think they ran into a better team. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. And we always said, even in football and any sport, you take what the defense gives you. If the defense don't give you nothing, there's nothing to take, you know. And I, the way I look at it, I'm going to give more credit to the math because if you look at it, they, they played three great teams. They, they, they shut down Kobe Bryant. You know, they shut down uh, uh, Westbrook, you know. Kevin Durant. Kevin <laughs> Durant. I mean, you know, give some. I'm not going to say so much they choke, but like I said, the game is is what the defense gives you, and that's the way the Mavericks play. But at the same time, uh, big players play in big-time games. He, he's not Michael Jordan. I, I, you know, quit putting the comparison. He's not Kobe Bryant. You know, he's who he is. And this team will go on to win championships as soon as they get a supporting cast. You know, I, I do see him. But Michael Jordan didn't win the – you know, it's, he was 27 when he won a championship. Took Dirk 13 years to win a championship. He's been good. So uh, he will win one eventually, but I can understand Cleveland fans being mad. I'm not going to be bad. I'm going to give more credit to the Mavericks. The Mavericks played a perfect series. It didn't matter who they played. They would, if they played Boston, they would have won. Yeah, and uh, and while we're talking about the, if you guys want to, if you listen to us live online right now, give us a call if you have a comment about this series and about the NBA in general. Three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. Before we get off the heat, I want to ask you just about what you said about the off season and what the Miami Heat have to do at this point to get back to the NBA Finals and what adjustments they got to make on their team. A lot of the players they have sitting on the bench that they brought in are one and done. Players. I oh, mean, we yeah, know they don't sure. have any draft picks. We thought you know, Juwan Howard, man. Come on. Juwan <laughs> right. Howard. So, you know. so what did the, the Miami Heat have to do in the offseason? What do they need to put the concentration on? I think they definitely have to get some role players that actually want to play their role and a little bit younger than Juwan Howard, Eric Dampier, right. and Jamal McGlure. Right. Well, first they got to lose some players to Miami, which I think would, wouldn't be a problem. Uh, clean house. Uh, get some supporting cast, and in the off season, LeBron needs to learn how to be. He, the guy's almost seven foot, almost. He needs to learn how to be a post up player. That's one part of the game he's really never had. He plays fast. He plays off uh, uh, what the defense gives him. What the off, you know, they don't have plays run for him. For, for none of them, and I, I think they need to work on uh, just skills. Like kid works on his jump shot. You know, he has to improve in all areas of the game. You know, so they need to do that. They need to learn how to play better as a team. 
And I don't know if Spoiler's going to be there this year. I don't know if he's going to be the man to coach these guys. So we may see a coaching change a couple of years down the line if they don't win one. But uh, I look for this team to go back to the playoffs. I mean, look, 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 it depends on New York and how they play. And I think Boston's kind of old. And Chicago needs help too. So they're really – it's still going to be kind of easy in the East. I still say the West is a harder division. But don't you think, and this is my opinion, I think that what the Mavericks did was help out the entire Eastern Conference. They played zone against the Miami Heat and it worked. Right. They right, kind of right. they kind of laid out the blueprint for other teams right. to beat the Miami Heat. I think they're going to forever have a problem on their team because they're not going to be able to bring in good enough players to play with these three. I mean, they can't make it work. You know, it's going to be – someone's going to have to take a huge pay cut to come and help this team win. It's going to take a fourth player to make this team win because I see them having the same problem next year unless they get some better help for those three guys. And I think they definitely have to make a coaching change. Eric Spolstra, a young coach, I I can't pass judgment on him based on one season. I can only say what I saw in the NBA Finals. He was our coach. He seemed like he was overpaid a lot of times and didn't make the right adjustments. And he's going to have to work on his craft in the offseason, too. But I think this team's going to have the same problem next season because they they just can't bring in enough players to really make it work. Well, they need to resign Chalmers. He's a free agent this year. Definitely get him back. And and they need somebody. They need a knockdown shooter. Eddie House wasn't a man, and I didn't see him come in a lot. And when he was, then he did knock down a couple of threes. But they don't have anybody to spread the flow. You concentrate on those three players, you can stop the the Miami Heat, and they they got to address that problem too, you know. So uh, they got a lot to do this off season, and learn to play as a team. If anybody learned anything this year from the blueprint of the map, is to play as a team. I mean, they did it. They didn't have no big three. Where they, you know, I, I would say they did have a big three, but they weren't as big as the ones that are out there now. But they played as a team. They had contribution, and the bench was the biggest difference of the Dallas Mavericks this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's take a quick break, and when we wrap up our show, we'll talk about the Mavs. We'll give our final congratulations. We'll be taking you guys' calls as well, too. Give us a call. Go ahead and line up, 323-927-2906. We welcome everyone in our chat room as well to tune in right now. We'll talk about the Mavs, and congratulate them. We'll talk about what they need to do in the offseason as well, too. You're tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show, where sports talk from a fan's perspective, rfsportsradio.com. RF with RF Sports Radio and the NPFL Game of the Week with the Deep End Deal of the Month. The Deep End Deal of the Month is an incredible deal that we offer to all of our listeners of the Deep End Radio Network. And this month, we have our biggest deep end deal ever. From now to the end of the month, Just Fitness for You is giving our listeners free gym memberships. That's right, free gym memberships. Spring is here and summer is fast approaching, and Just Fitness for You is ready to get you ready. They have four locations here in the DFW Metroplex, White Rock Lake, Mesquite, Plano, and Hearst, and all open seven days a week to fit anyone's busy schedule. Your free gym membership gives you access to all four locations, VIP guest privileges, 
cycling classes, Zumba classes, body pump, one-on-one training, and use of all of the latest state-of-the-art weightlifting and cardio equipment on the market. To get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You, email us at deependeal at gmail.com. That's deependeal at gmail.com and put fitness in your subject line to get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You. Calling all models, models. calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paying gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. Webookgigs.info right now. Right now. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to Our Sport Radio. RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight. 24 points tonight, and when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team's playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. And welcome back to our program, about five minutes left in the program. Well, thank everyone for tuning in, spending an hour and a half with us talking about the NBA championship the Mavericks win 105 to 95 over the Miami Heat. I want to also thank uh, NBA TV for the audio as well as ESPN as well too. Thank you for allowing us uh, to use the audio for our show. I also want to thank the Mavericks organization for allowing us to cover their team the entire season. I want to thank Scott Tumlin as well for all he's done for our show and helping us, and we'll be live with them again next season. Our show comes on every Monday and Wednesday night and sometimes on Friday and Saturday for our special programs. Stay tuned for Wednesday night. We'll talk about the aftermath of the championship and what's going to happen to the NBA as a whole and get you ready for the parade on Thursday morning, which you can watch live on our website at rfsportsradio.com where you get a chance to watch the parade as it happens. Royce is going to end our show with congratulations for the Mavs and the entire season. Go ahead with your congratulations, if you will, sir. I, I, I want to congratulate uh, Dallas Mavs on a tremendous class uh, act this year, man. I mean, it's been a great season. It's been an exciting season for them to come out on top. It's really exciting. I want to thank the organization for letting – I feel like I was a part of this year by being behind the scenes, seeing the inner workings of the Mavericks, covering this team, the hospitality they showed us, and I look for them to repeat. They should, I can't wait till the next year the polls come out 
The Mavericks got to be ranked number one, and they are the team to beat. And I see no reason why they shouldn't come back and repeat next year. And let's talk about our season. I think they do have a great chance to repeat, but we got to figure out what players are going to be there to help them repeat. I mean, you got Chandler is a free agent officially right now. Well, that, that, uh, that's Karan the first Butler. priority. And Karan Butler is a free agent as well, although we won the title without him. Doesn't have a lot of leverage to negotiate a new contract. Uh, but there's right. other players, too. Pager. We know uh, Pager was a one-year player. With J.C. Kidd retired. Let's let's start with Chandler first. I think it's crucial that we bring Chandler back. Is he our number one priority in the offseason? Of, of course. That's the number one thing. I don't think you have a problem signing Chandler. Uh, he's been resurrected in Dallas, and I see no problem with that. Pager, on the other hand, I, I, I don't know. Uh, he's probably somebody you can let go. And, you know, we do have some guys. We have Stevenson Brewer. Corey Brewer, which we didn't see a lot of this year. J.J. is up. Uh, that, that's a question he made. You know, I think he is. Uh, his stock rose. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, big time. Yeah. But he comes from Hummel, beginning. He comes from uh, Hummel. And I, I think he'll stay, you know, even if he didn't get a pay increase. Uh, why not stay on another year and develop your skills? And the rest of the guys are pretty much locked up. Uh I'd like to see Mahimi stay. Uh, I mean, he came on at the end. I think the guy has skills. Uh, but what about Haywood. Karan, though? What, what about Karan Butler? That's that's the biggest oh, decision oh, oh, I oh. think they have to make. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and having been around Karan Butler, I, I don't see him going anywhere else either. I mean, I think he felt like he uh, owed the team something, you know, they really – because, you know, he really – it wasn't no fault of his. He wasn't there at the end. You know what I mean? I feel like he's going to get a ring, but I feel like he's incomplete. And from being, from being around him, I think he will stay. Yeah, so, I would love to see Karan stay, because I think with him on that team, we have a great, great chance to repeat. I think if he was right. there for this series, they may have swept uh, the Miami Heat easily. Having a guy that's the number two scorer in the starting lineup, I think, would be huge. Page, I think that he won't be back next season. And kid, I think he may try to play one more season. He might not yeah, retire yeah. right away. Uh, yeah, and you're absolutely right. And no reason why not. The guy played like a 25 year old. And I think Brian Cardinal uh, paid uh, Mark Cuban to play here. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I don't know what his fate is. Uh, I think he would. Uh, but uh, I think they could pretty much keep this team intact. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with. You know, you don't mess with greatness. But I, what I do look for is Miami to get bigger because, uh, you know, you still got to deal, deal with guys in the east, you know, big guys, and also the, the, the west, you know. So I do look for them to get better. I, I don't think the Mavericks should change. Leave it the way it is. And, again, we thank you guys for tuning into our program. It's been a great program. Go back and download it on iTunes. RF Sports Radio, find us there. Follow us online at rfsportsradio.com. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to Our Sports Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.